VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Hey, real quick. This episode is brought to you by Progressive, where drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. Plus, auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. Quote now at Progressive.com to see if you could save. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates, national average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. Hello, hello, and welcome to the new Mindset Who Dis podcast. My name is Case Kenny at Case.Kenny on Instagram. And this is my weekly podcast where I create short, no BS episodes dedicated to helping you be the person you're meant to be, leave your comfort zone, and live a fulfilling and purposeful life. Let's go. Welcome to episode 412. Hello, my friend. Welcome to a fresh new episode of New Mindset Who This. As always, thank you so much for listening. Thank you for supporting me, especially lately with all of your support of my new book. But first, Inner Peace, it means so much to me that so many of you showed up and have picked up a copy. So thank you for that. And of course, if you haven't picked up a copy yet, you can on Amazon. Just search for But First, Inner Peace. And you can get started. It's my new 60-day manifestation experience. It's half book. It's half journal. And I think you'll love it. But today, for this episode, I want to talk about a topic that I think we need to address. It's intervention time for all of us. We need to address it ourselves in that if we're honest, we do it. And we need to address it in others so that we can learn to spot it. And that is the topic of playing games playing games. And I'm not talking about Wordle or Monopoly or Candy Crush. I'm talking about the emotional games that people play in dating. I'm talking about intentionally waiting three days to talk to someone else again. I'm talking about waiting to respond to texts in order to appear busy. I'm talking about breadcrumbing. I'm talking about the silent treatment. I'm talking about playing hot and cold games. And on the surface, I'm sure you'd agree that games are silly. We don't have time for that. And because you listen to this podcast, I'm willing to bet that you're a more intentional person than the average person. You have self-awareness, you have dreams, you have goals, you know yourself quite well. So you're probably like, yeah, games are stupid, Case. (laughs) Games are stupid. And I applaud you for recognizing that. But with that being said, if you're super honest, we all give into playing games sometimes. Not overtly, like we're some master manipulator, but just as a result of life, as a result of uncertainty. We play games. We give in to playing them. We allow others to bring them out in us. We allow others to get away with playing them with us. So for this episode, I want to talk practically and simply about what playing games looks like and how, no shock here, they in no way serve us. And I hope you'll find something useful in my perspective, something to help you stay resolute in a yes or no mentality instead of 
living in that middle ground where it's tempting to play games. So I'll hop right into it with this episode. Before I do, quick thank you to BetterHelp for sponsoring this episode. And one of the reasons that I'm so grateful to partner with BetterHelp is because of what they represent, what therapy represents. Therapy at its core is how you take care of your mind. Your mind is your most precious possession. And sometimes we neglect to purposefully and intentionally sit down and give it some much needed maintenance. It's like we take care of our apartment by keeping it clean and tidy. We take our car into the shop to make sure it's running smoothly. But with all we have going on, it's very easy to neglect our minds. And that obviously has far-reaching impact in our life. Uh, Our anxious thoughts then take over. It leads to overthinking. It leads to unresolved trauma and conditioning. So we have to find a way to give our minds some TLC. And that's where BetterHelp Online Therapy comes in. I use BetterHelp simply to have someone to talk to on a weekly basis to bounce you know, feelings and thoughts off of. But BetterHelp is so amazing because they have therapists who can help in every area of life from dating and relationships to career to family issues to anxiety and everything else. BetterHelp is online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat only therapy sessions so you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. It's more affordable than in-person therapy, and you can be matched with a therapist in under 48 hours. And of course, because you're a new mindset listener, you can get 10% off your first month of therapy with BetterHelp by visiting betterhelp.com slash new mindset. That's betterhelp, B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P.com forward slash new mindset. So thank you again, as always, to BetterHelp for sponsoring. I can't wait to hear about your breakthroughs. Uh, in therapy. But let's talk about this topic here of playing games. And I'd say at a glance, the stereotype would be that women tend to play more games than men in the form of playing hard to get, acting not interested, delaying texts, that whole thing. But of course, this is not limited to women because men, if you really think about it, are the kings of playing games on other levels breadcrumbing, delaying commitment, confusing intentions around defining a relationship and so on. So no one is immune to coming across someone playing a game and no one is immune to playing games themselves because the reality is the reality. The reality is the reality that dating sometimes leads us to do things we wouldn't normally do. The reality of dating in 2022 leads us to do these things. If everyone else is playing some kind of game, If everyone else is doing some kind of, I don't want to seem eager, so I'll just play hard to get, well, then it's kind of no wonder that sometimes we fall into that trap ourselves. So to start, there's no blaming here. I'm not blaming you. I'm not blaming me. I'm not blaming us for maybe having fallen into the trap of playing games or maybe allowing someone else to play games with us because frankly, it's become kind of normalized. Like it's part of feeling someone out. It's part of the process. But From this moment forward, from this episode forward, we're going to draw a line in the sand for both of us and for the people we have relationships with. No more games. We're not tolerating them and we're not playing them ourselves. So let's break it down practically here. We're not playing games ourselves. First, from a male perspective, from my perspective, that is a straight dude, 34, who dated a lot in his 20s, who's now in a relationship I'll say that men are simple. Men are simple creatures. What you say is heard and understood at face value. If you tell a man you're not looking for a relationship, he understands that you're not looking for a relationship. He doesn't hear that statement and then understands what you really mean. 
that you don't want to pressure him and scare him off. So you're just saying that and then you'll get serious later and eventually you'll be official together. No, <laughs> no. You say you're just looking for something casual. You say you're just a go with the flow kind of gal. Well, that's the conclusion then that he's going to draw. Nothing more. Face value. If you don't text the man back, he assumes you're not interested. If you purposely try to make him jealous, he loses interest. And yes, of course, there's always the, the like primal type guy who's going to see that as a challenge. But I'll, I'll address that later. <laughs> Spoiler, that's, that's not the relationship you deserve. Because that is one that is 100% defined by games from the beginning. And you don't deserve that. So for starters here, let's understand that games, playing games, frankly are intentional manipulation. They're intentionally misleading. I've done a couple episodes on the power of our words, right? I did an episode about how we hold back. I called that episode, The Words We Don't Say. And my take in that episode was that, of course, the words we don't say, the feelings we don't share, the intentions we're not honest about, well, they train other people to think we don't need those things because we don't voice them. The words we don't say train people to think we don't feel that way, they train people to think we don't need those things because we don't voice them. Well, it's also the same when it comes to games. It's the same when it comes to the things we do say while playing games. If you say you only want something casual, that trains the other person to think that. End of story. To a man, again, from my experience, there's no levels here. You say something and I believe it. Why would I think you don't really mean it if you say it? <laughs> right? So that is game number one that we play. We speak, but we don't speak our true intentions. And again, it doesn't make us bad people because if we look at the reason why, well, it kind of comes from a very human element, which is fear of rejection, fear of scaring someone off, fear of coming off too strong and so on. So I totally get it. But we have to realize that the words we say train someone to expect the reality that you don't actually want, right? The moment you utter something that is not true, that is a game of sorts, that is you saying something because you think it's what they want to hear, because you think it'll make you more desirable, you are establishing a reality that you don't actually want. And how does that serve what you want? How does it serve what you deserve? We have to look at things practically. Playing games, games, games reinforce a reality we don't want. Games reinforce a reality we don't want. If you ultimately want to be with someone who accepts what you say and how you feel at face value, you have to be honest at face value. I think that makes sense, right? So can you see how confusing this becomes, right? Like, for instance, I did an episode a month back on what it means to be understood by your partner. And my point there was it's less about them knowing exactly why you feel the way you feel. And it's more about them simply accepting that you feel the way you feel. They understand that you feel unlovable, anxious, whatever. That. They accept that. They accept it at face value because you state it at face value. And that's what you want. You want someone who accepts how you feel at face value. You want someone who understands what you say at face value. You deserve someone who hears what you say and they're like, okay, I get it. I support it. I understand that. That's your truth. I'm here for it. So with that logic in mind, the moment you start saying things like, you don't want a relationship, even if you do. The moment you start delaying texts to seem chill, the moment you go hot and then cold to build interest or to try to make them jealous, you're destroying that. You're destroying that trust and that understanding that I think objectively you would say you want and you deserve. You want a partner who understands you. 
You want a partner who accepts what you say and what you feel at face value, right? Well, the games that we play destroy that from the beginning. They establish a reality that is not the reality you want. It's tempting. Of course, I get it because we think it'll help us. We think that making them happy and saying what we think they want to hear will make us more desirable, but ultimately it's the opposite effect. So we have to find a way to rid ourselves of this habit. That is a habit of changing ourselves to try to make someone like us more, changing ourselves to match their expectations in the hopes that eventually it'll match ours. But all it does is establish a reality that is not the reality we want. And I think you know from experience that eventually that caves in on itself because eventually you do speak up. And then at that point, it's out of left field because all the while another reality has been established and that expectation has been established. So practically, that is the enormous downside of playing a game, a game that seems, you know, harmless, but it's a game that we think will help us. But ultimately, it doesn't. It doesn't actually help us appear more desirable Ultimately, it sets the wrong precedent, the wrong expectation, the wrong reality. And I hope you see what I see, which is that it ultimately destroys the chances of the reality we want. So no more. We're just not going to do this anymore. No more leaving them on red to appear cool and busy and wanted by other people. No more going hot and cold to make them want you more. No more playing hard to get. Certainly have strong boundaries and strong standards, but just be honest about them. Because again, it's such a simple truth, but it's hard because it leaves you massively open to rejection. But the moment you embrace your truth, who you actually are, what you actually want, well, then you're free to see their reaction to it. And their reaction will either tell you yes or no. And wouldn't you rather have that reaction today than a month from now after playing games only to see that after doing it, they want the fake version of you instead of the real one? They want the fake reality instead of the reality you want? Wouldn't you rather know that today than later? Certainly seems like it would save you time, right? Certainly seems like it would save you from wondering, oh, do they like me? What do they want? Are they serious? That headspace really sucks, if you're honest. Like, think about that. Think about an instance where you were frustrated because you just couldn't figure out where their head was. What do they want? Do they feel the same way? What do they feel? Well, I don't know if being in a circumstance like that is the result of playing games or not, but I can tell you that not playing games is a much faster route to getting clarity. You speak up, you text first, you initiate, you're honest from day one. Hey, real quick, this episode is sponsored by Hero Bread. And something I'm into lately, as simple as it sounds, is toast. A nice toasted piece of bread, so simple, maybe some butter, maybe some jam, but just toast. It's the best. But as someone who is making an effort to invest in my health and fitness and diet, the carb fear is real. And the result is I don't get to enjoy a nice piece of toast as often or as guilt-free as I'd like. So I'm definitely grateful for Hero Bread. Their bread options have zero to one grams of net carbs, zero grams sugar, and it's high in fiber. It's got the same soft, fluffy experience you love when enjoying a BLT or a burrito or a burger or toast. And they were kind enough to send me some loaves and I can attest to it being the same experience I crave, but now guilt-free. They also sent me some tortillas, which are great. They have bread loaves, buns, biscuits, tortillas, anything to match your bread cravings. So don't give up on being a breadhead. Hero Bread is offering 10% off your order. Go to hero.co and use code newmindset at checkout. That's newmindset at h-e-r-o dot c-o. 
Hey, real quick, this episode is sponsored by Quince. And I'm a pretty simple guy, a man of simple pleasures, but I do occasionally like to dress up and step out. And that's why I'm excited to work with Quince to help me elevate my style without breaking the bank. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. And that's why their items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they have all the must-haves like Mongolian cashmere crew neck sweaters from $50, 100% leather jackets, and a versatile flow knit activewear. Quince was kind enough to hook me up with a sick gold Cuban bracelet and a really stylish performance flow knit t-shirt. Really my style, simple but with a pop of luxury, and as advertised, it was very affordable. So indulge in affordable luxury. Go to quince.com slash new mindset for free shipping on your order and 365-day returns. That's quince, Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash new mindset to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Quince.com slash new mindset. Honesty and transparency. You risk it. You risk it because one, it's worth it, but two, practically, it gets you out of the, that ambiguous phase in life, the reality that you don't want, no longer enforcing, no longer reinforcing a reality you don't want. So that's you. And I wanted to focus most of this episode on you, on us, on why we do these things. But if you come across someone who's playing games, I'll offer just one point here, and that is the advice of don't mirror them. Don't be that person who says, well, you know, two can play that game. That is a double waste of time. (laughs) If they go hot and cold, don't go hot and cold. If they play hard to get, let them move on. You don't have time for that. You know your reality. You know what you want and what you deserve. And I can tell you that there's someone out there who wants the same thing too, who doesn't play a game and who won't push you to play a game either. Because again, all games do is establish a reality you don't want. So with that being said, I wanted to get a a little bit more perspective on this because it's easy for me to sit here and just say, don't play games. Uh, But it's not always that simple. Of course, life isn't isn't simple like that, especially when you might have some kind of past trauma or past experience that has made you think that playing a game is normal or playing a game is a way to protect yourself. I totally understand that. So right now I want to bring in Hey Sue Joe. You've heard her on previous episodes. She is the New Mindset Who Dis podcast uh, resident therapist uh, on loan from BetterHelp <laughs> for, for these episodes. And I, I want to ask her a couple questions about this topic and get her take on it. So uh, hi, Hey Sue. Welcome back. Hi, Case. Thanks so much for having me again. Of course, always love your perspective because um, certainly you have more, you have broader perspective than me, and I think that's, I think that's very valuable. So I, I'll just give it to you. I, I'd love to get your take on why do people play games? Why do we play games? Why do we allow other people to play games with us? What are your, what are your take? What is your take when it comes to games uh, in dating and in relationships? Sure, um, my answers are like you know, coming from lots of things I've heard from clients over the years. And of course, my own personal experiences. I think the second question is actually a little easier, more straightforward to answer. Why do we allow ourselves to get played? Like, why do we engage in other people's game playing? A lot of the times, I'm sure people can admit it's because you like them. You want to keep them around. So you continue doing whatever you think that they want you to do and say and respond because you don't want to be rejected by them. So you engage in all this stuff that even if you feel like, I don't know if this is the best thing, it's like, but I'm so infatuated with this person. Um, But why do we play games? I think there's 
often a lot of things going on. People might have different reasons that they do this, but some of the things might include, you know, like either consciously being aware of this or we're doing this without even realizing we're testing limits with this other person. And sometimes this can stem from our own insecurities or abandonment and rejection issues. Like we don't want to be abandoned. We don't want to be rejected. So let me just try all these things to test this person's limits um, because then, you know, then I'll know for sure that they're going to stick around even when I'm doing something kind of wild, you know, and um, this fear of rejection that I was talking about, like it, it creates a lot of unhealthy behaviors. So instead of being direct and expressing your needs and what you want from another person, sometimes you find yourself dancing around the situation, hoping that the other person will be direct and express something first, like that they really like you, that they want to commit. You want to get that other person to say it first because it's too scary to do that on your own. I don't want to have to try. If I try and get rejected, that's going to be so painful. So if I just play these games, hopefully they'll do it first. And then we'll, then I'll know that this is a good thing. I think we've all heard the term or phrase self-saboteur. There's something inside of us that wants to sabotage our, you know, different goals in life or things that we want to do. Um, and this can come from, you know, self-esteem type of thing. So having low self-esteem or bad self-image, um, not really believing that you deserve anything good. So this self-saboteur thing comes out. Um, to try to, I think, prove to you what you already believe, which is that you're not worthy of love, that you don't need to, that you're not somebody that is supposed to be in a relationship. So um, sometimes you're doing things to sabotage yourself to fulfill this belief that you have that you're not supposed to be in a relationship or a healthy one anyway. Um, I think there's also fears of actual real commitment, which means you know, being vulnerable in some cases and and being really open to this other person, opening yourself up to the potential of getting really hurt. So it's easier sometimes to play around and string people along. It means you can keep them around, but at arm's length, they're still around, but not really truly inside of who you are because that's too scary. Um, sometimes it's communication issues. We just don't know how to communicate and it could be, um, you know, I think you mentioned that you had said sometimes people just play games because it's what's become so normal and commonplace in a lot of spaces. So you might think that you're being flirtatious or mysterious or you're doing something that's going to allure people closer to you. But often it has the opposite effect because people can sense that you're not being genuine, that you're not being authentic to who you are. Oh, yes. OK, that was that was great. Classes and sessions. So a lot there, a lot there. So what do you have any advice on <laughs> on how to not do that? I know we just covered a lot and, and there there's, a you know, you mentioned a lot of the different reasons of why we do these things. But if we were to set a goal for ourselves of being, let's say, just more open and honest initially in a relationship. That is, we speak up for what we want. We don't say we're not looking for a relationship. If we are, we don't change ourselves to hope that they like us more. We don't do any of that by way of being more open and honest. If we were to set that as a goal for ourselves, do you have any any advice you would you would throw out to help people accomplish that? Well, first, you're, you're describing that behavior. I was thinking of a bait and switch. Like we've heard this term used when you know, somebody dangles something in front of you that you want. Um, they make it seem really appealing in some way. And then you agree to or consent to whatever this thing is. And that ends up being something different. Um, 
So bait and switch can happen when we're playing games in the dating world because you're trying to allure this person in, um, but you're doing that by not being authentic or like not presenting your real self because you think that this is what's going to get you that person. And then maybe somewhere in the back of your mind, you're like, once I get them in initially, then I'll show them how great I am. Um, And sometimes that doesn't work out because who you really are maybe is not compatible with that person at the end of the day. Um, But I think something to be mindful of is wanting to do some self-exploration, you know, learning to appreciate and love who you are, learning to enjoy being around yourself Um, because I would think and hope that you want to find someone that also appreciates and loves who you are and wants to be around you. So I think that really starts internally with becoming a person you want to spend time with. Um, And then once you feel comfortable with who you are as an individual, um, I think it becomes a little bit more straightforward to present that person that you really like to other people and, um, you know, be okay with folks rejecting who you are, because then you can see like, well, it means that we're not a good fit for each other um, and nothing more than that. And, you know, who you really are generally is going to come out eventually anyway, Um, especially in times where you're emotionally heated, if there's some kind of disagreement or if there's just a challenge in life, which happens throughout your lifetime with any relationship, um, who you are will start to bleed out. And if this person wasn't presented with your authentic self from the beginning, then they can also have that experience of feeling like, oh, you're not who I thought you were. Maybe we aren't such a good fit ultimately. So then the bait and switch thing didn't work. Um, and otherwise, it's it's become such a huge effort to continue masking who you really are. If you think that you can pursue a relationship with someone based on pretending to be something that you're not, Um, I think this leads to a lot of repressing who you really are, your real feelings, your authentic self, and that can certainly lead to mental health issues at some point eventually, I think. So it's like asking yourself, is it worth keeping a person around if it means that you yourself cannot live authentically and be true to, you know, your own needs, your own aspirations, like things in life that you want to do? So I would say it's, it's, You know, you hear when you meet someone, you should put your best foot forward because first impressions really matter. But I think it's more important to put your real foot forward, however you want to interpret that, as opposed to this best foot. Like they're going to be able to see you at your best, but in a real committed um, long term relationship where your partner's in this world growing together, they're also going to see you at your worst. And, And I think not showing them authentically who you are from the very beginning sets up a lot of conflict, resentment down the road, um, I think it'll actually help save you a lot of time and energy and love that you have to give to somebody who will accept you and all of your quirks and your areas of need and your your faults even. So, you know, I think it makes sense to want to be with someone that wants to be with you, that wants to be with the real you. Why would you want to be with someone that's only with you because of a fabricated version of who you are, you know? And if, if you enter into a relationship with someone and you're not being true to yourself, like how is it possible that you two can grow together as a unit or even separately as individuals if you're just living a life of lies? And it will become a lot of lies to keep up with over time, which, um, you know, a lot of research out there in health psychology indicates that uh, hanging on to secrets, hanging on to lies, it makes you physically ill. It messes with your blood pressure, your cholesterol levels. It makes you sick. You can develop chronic illnesses. So, you know, living authentically is really good for your health, literally. 
Oh, yes. Well, <laughs> I certainly think if people are listening that they're going to be uh, resistant to playing games after that. That was that was fantastic. Thank you. And yeah, I mean, it, it comes back to that. It's like well, crazy statement here. Shocker of a statement. But you should want to be with someone who wants to be with you, the real you. And it is up to us. It is on us to showcase that person from the beginning. Otherwise, everything you just said is true. And frankly, sounds horrible. And no one wants to, no one wants to live that life. So that's it. We'll end it right there. I hope this episode gave you something to think about. If it did, I'd be super grateful if you'd share the episode with a friend. And if you're looking to start a new rewarding chapter in your life that is one without games, I'd love it if you check out my new book. It's available exclusively on Amazon. It's called But First, Inner Peace. But that is it. Thank you, as always, for listening. Thank you for supporting me. And until next episode. I'm out. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. In a fast-paced world, every day brings new challenges and new opportunities. At Strayer University, we know a thing or two about getting and staying ahead of change. For over 130 years, we've been providing students like you with innovative tools and customized support. So you can find your way forward and always keep striving. Visit Strayer.edu to learn more. Strayer University is certified to operate in Virginia by CHEV and has many campuses, including at 2121 15th Street North in Arlington, Virginia.